Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. How would you feel if you had to leave your partner just an hour after they had given birth? This is the position our next guest may find himself in in July, despite having received both of his vaccine shots. This is because of the restrictions that he says are still in place in Limerick maternity. And Manus joins us now to chat about this, along with Fianna Fáil Limerick TD and Minister of State Niall Collins, who's agreed to raise this issue. Um, Manus, uh, you're welcome. Good morning to you. Uh, So, obviously... You can't be happy about um, this. Uh, talk us through how the restrictions are affecting you and your partner. Well, I suppose, first of all, neither of us are very comfortable sharing our personal story, but uh, we feel like this um, after the kind of two-week, um, after the two-week kind of burst in media attention to the issue, it has been dropped and in reality nothing has changed of, of substance from a from the restrictions perspective. Um so as it stands now, as a partner of an expectant mother, you're not allowed to attend any of the labour. Um, uh, my partner must go through that by herself and um, uh, we're only allowed in when uh, when mother goes into the delivery suite itself and must leave one hour after delivery and in subsequent days are only allowed visit for 45 minutes. And um, This is you know, one month since the Minister of Health said that all restrictions should be lifted. Two months since the CMO said that there was no justification for the maternity hospital ban on partners. And recently the HD clinical officer has further raised in noting the distress caused by these restrictions. So I suppose what I'm wondering is what information do the managers of the maternity hospital have that the Department of Health don't have, that NEFIT don't have, that the HSC don't have, and that WHO don't even have? Um, what do they know that we don't? And, and why is it a secret? Now, they do have local discretion around the country, the various maternity hospitals, don't they? Yeah, well, well Minister, Junior Minister Collins uh, noted that to me, that whilst the government and the HSC and NEFIS have urged the maternity hospitals to um, to remove res- restrictions, they've, he, he was clear to tell me that there's nothing that really they can do, that it's up to the local hospitals. But I suppose the question I'd have for, for, for Mr Collins then is, what if tomorrow the maternity manager of the maternity hospital was to wake up and learn or read that, uh, that a particular ethnicity or nationality or community had a higher prevalence of COVID or, or carried a greater risk of transmission? Um, would this unelected, publicly funded individual um, be then able to um, apportion maternity care differently according to ethnicity, nationality or the community one is part of? And would the government still be powerless in these circumstances to do anything? Right. Well, Minister Collins is on the line too, as I mentioned. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. So what's your response to the specific question that Manus asks and the situation that he finds himself in as a dad-to-be? Yeah, so, so look, um, childbirth for, for, for a parent, for a couple, is a huge life-changing event and everything that happens around it is extremely important and it's important that people can be supported and people want to be present. I, look, we're all human. We all recognise that. Um, there, there's no there's no effort by anybody here to um, seek to exclude people um, or, or to discriminate um, against any particular sections of community. It is a very difficult uh, situation right throughout the pandemic for 
our hospitals, our entire hospital system to manage as we know. Um, COVID is ever present and we, we, we all know the consequences of COVID. We don't have to go over that again. But equally, um, I, I've been clear in what I've said. Um, the Taoiseach has been clear in, in, in what he has said, um, as have others, that um, people need to be accommodated uh, at childbirth and around childbirth um, as much as possible in a safe environment. And unfortunately, government can't direct our, our hospitals and our clinicians here in terms of um, having uh, a blanket policy. Um, and it is up to each of the maternity hospitals and the maternity units to carry out their own risk assessments and uh, to to have a policy which um, which they then have to, to try and manage and implement uh, and be that site specific or, or on a you know a, a case by case de- depending on what the I suppose the COVID environment is uh, in in a particular area or in a particular community. Look, we discussed Limerick at length last week, Joan, over the weekends in relation to where uh, COVID went. But look, this is ex- you know this is a deeply personal time for a lot of people, um, and it's an extremely stressful time too when. Um, uh, couples have to support each other and, and families have to support each other. So, a, again, it's just one of the, the enormous challenges which um, COVID has presented to us. And um, yeah. it, it's, um, well, well, it's well, something which we have to try and manage as best right. we can in, in the safest possible way. Well, well, um, let's let's hear what everybody. Manus has to say in response to that. Manus? Well, I appreciate the saying and um, yes, it is. It, 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 exceptional times and it's exceptionally difficult but I'm making the point I'm trying to make at least is that why are obviously you mentioned that there it's for local local decision makers and that they need to look at local factors and the the, the, the different um, different things that will affect maternity specifically what I'm asking is what parameters are they looking at for this review I was told that they're constantly reviewing these restrictions but in order to review something you have to have parameters against which to measure it so what I'm asking is, what are the parameters they're looking at? What parameters need to be met before restrictions will be lifted? Is it case numbers? Is it vaccination percentages? Is it uh, the, the vaccination of pregnant women? Is it staff vaccination? What is the numbers and why are they not public, publicly available? And every day that goes by where we talk about reviews or re-looking at this, that's measured in people. That's measured in mothers. As we speak, three of us chatting here today, going through one of the most challenging times of their lives by themselves surrounded by strangers, strangers who are fantastic workers, midwives, nurses the doctors, but strangers and every day that goes by it's a father sitting in a car, unable to help unable to be there for what is a vital moment in the formation of a family so all I'm asking is whilst yes, local decision makers as as, as we've been told ad nauseum, the power lies there surely they owe it to us to tell us what parameters they're reviewing um, these measures against. Otherwise, we're completely in the dark and we'll never know when we reach it. I, today, am, I've got both my vaccinations, my second vaccination more than three weeks ago. What will be different from me in Christmas 2021 or Christmas 2022, for that matter? I'm not going to get more vaccinated than I am now. I'm not going to become more safe against spreading COVID than I am now. Minister, I mean, look, you're not a doctor, obviously, um, yourself. Um, although, ironically, mildly ironically, Manus, you are um, in your final year, I think, of the graduate medical school at UL. 
Um, so you're, you're studying there. So you're coming from some uh, perspective of knowledge as well as a dad-to-be. But does he not have a point, Minister? I mean, at what stage? I, I know UL Hospitals Group in May announced the beginning of some easing of those restrictions around the maternity. But why have they not gone further? Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answer to that here now. But, but I will I will undertake to ask that question. It's a very fair question. What are the parameters? Um, what um, what what um, targets? Um, what key deliverables have to be reached uh, until such time as we have um, more accessibility to our maternity units for 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 partners and and families of, of uh, people who who are who are availing of the services. Look, I mean, what's important, I think, to keep to keep in context and to keep at the back of our minds here is um, we're still learning as we manage our way through COVID. Um, it's still, to the best of my knowledge, it's still unclear, uh, despite whether a person is, is vaccinated and fully vaccinated, whether they can be a carrier or not. That That's still something which is um, um, being observed. Um and we just need to avoid a scenario where uh, you have an outbreak of COVID in our maternity services. That would place obviously huge pressure and would have huge ramifications. But look, what Manus has asked are entirely reasonable questions, legitimate questions, which I think people are entitled to uh, get an answer for. And I and I will I will raise this again. Um, with, with the T-shirt okay. Hall Martin, and, and, and I will follow it through with UL Hospital right. Group. And, and Mas- so, Joe, could I, Joe, could I just ask just one question? Just um, Obviously, restrictions are an important part of, of, of any kind of safety policy and any um, effort to reduce dismissive risk. But it's been 15 months now since the outbreak of, of COVID. And what proactive steps have been taken? So if, if, the, if the, the concern here is that we do not want partners spreading COVID within the maternity hospital. Why aren't we availing of rapid antigen tests or why aren't we availing of the rapid one-hour PCR test? Quick, easily pro- proactive measures to see our, our partners um, uh, transmitting the virus before they enter. Well, you you know, of course, the rapid antigen test is a matter of enormous debate, isn't it? But, but, but the, the rapid Nefita, PCR test, the PCR test yeah, can be turned well, around in an hour. seem to have turned their face against the antigen test, the PCR test being slightly different, of course. Um, I, I mean, for you as well, the e- e- initial easing of restrictions insofar as they've gone at the maternity hospital, I presume that was too late for you and for your partner with some of the scans, for example. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't been in at any scan including the anomaly scan and haven't been in any of the appointments to date. But the easing of restrictions apart from the anomaly scan has been to move subsequent visiting from 15 minutes to 45 minutes. And we talk about, I suppose, as a society and internationally and internationally about um, trying to encourage fathers to take on their due response, due and equal responsibility in the rearing of children. Yet we're turning around and saying to them that 45 minutes a day is plenty to spend with your, your newborn child and, uh, and, and their mother. It, it, it runs completely counter to the idea that it, uh, the rearing of a child is for both parents when you're being told that you have 45 minutes a day to be with them and, and also you have to leave one hour following their birth. Manus, how does your partner feel about all of this? Um, she's obviously disappointed. It's, it's, it's a terribly stressful time for, for mothers to be to be going through labour. And people talk about the delivery ward. Once you're in the delivery ward... In most cases, Joe, the epidural is, is administered fairly soon and, and, and a lot of the pain, not all of it, and it's still a very stressful time, but a lot of the pain is relieved. Labour is exceptionally difficult, 
very painful contractions can often be very prolonged, particularly in people going through their first their first pregnancy. And to be doing that alone, um, or as suggested by the maternity, they can walk out into the, the car park and walk around with their partner if they want. It's very callous and unnecessary when we have tools like the rapid PCR and we have and we have tools like the vaccine um, to, to make sure that, that, that mothers are safe. And finally on that, we talk about trying to avoid the paternalistic model of care. Mothers to be have been unequivocal in saying they want their partners present. They've been unequivocal in saying that they want them in the hospital. And they know that that doesn't mean that's just for them. They know that in, in demanding that and asking for it, that that will mean that other partners will also come in. So they've accepted that there is going to be somewhat of an increased risk um, to them in asking this. And, and the doctors, or the, not the doctors, or they're not doctors at all, in fact, but the managers are saying, no, no, we know better. And we know better that, that you can't have this in. We know better about, uh, about how, um, how best to get you through labour. So really, there's an awful lot of contra- uh, contradictions. And throughout all this, like in fairness, um, Mr. Collins here is here um, giving his opinion. Um, the Minister of Health has given their opinion. The, the opposition parties have done it. The CMO have done it. The, the, the managed maternity hospital have been quiet throughout this. And no one is asking them, unelected, publicly funded officials, what are the parameters for the ongoing restrictions and what parameters need to be met? Okay. Well, uh, Minister Collins has committed to raising this issue, um, not only on your behalf, but on behalf of uh, lots of other dads-to-be as well. I Um, appreciate that. One other point, Manus, and and again, you know, conscious of the fact that you're studying medicine yourself, we had Rose Fitzgerald from Public Health Midwest on the show yesterday and she said that the cautious optimism of earlier in the week when it comes to COVID figures uh, has not unfortunately been borne out by the figures that we've seen over the last few days. We're averaging 60 a day in the Limerick area. Uh, she talked about, while not the re- looking currently, thankfully, at the reimposition of um, restrictions, that possibly the further easing of restrictions on the 5th of July towards indoor hospitality may not happen in Limerick because of the concerns here and the efforts to get this under control. Do you think that that may be any factor in the maternity hospital management's thinking? Well, I, I, as you point out, I'm training to be a doctor, but I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way qualified to, to talk about um, any of the, the medical details what I would say is these restrictions were in place prior to um, prior to the recent uh, uptick in cases in Limerick. So this isn't in response to what's happened in Limerick, lest anyone think it is. The restrictions were changed from 15 to 45 minutes when Limerick had very low prevalence and was below national averages and remained in place right up until the point when we started to see that uptick in, in local cases. So I don't accept that these particular maternity restrictions are directly related or have always been at least directly related to the prevalence within Limerick. Um, but as regards your point, that very, that very well may be the case. But why can't we be told that? Why, as um, mothers about to go in to, to give birth to their children and, and, and fathers looking to support them, um, why can't we be told what are the targets we need to miss? To meet in order for these restrictions to be resumed, and, and what case number is it? Is it if, it's, if the presence is sixty? Does it need to be thirty? Does it need to be five? Does it need to be zero? Right. We've, we've, we've a nationally stated policy that we're not going for zero COVID. Okay, we're, we're going for vaccination. 
Okay, Manus. Well, listen, thank you. As you say, you're not the kind of person to naturally come out in public on a personal issue like this, but we do appreciate you talking to us this morning. The Minister has committed to seeing if he can get you some answers. And obviously, we wish you, your partner and baby, to be uh, the very best and all good health. Um, Appreciate your time this morning. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.